Good morning, everybody. We have a sharply higher trade in the grain markets here early on Wednesday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. March corn futures up five and three quarters at 4.97 and a half. March soybeans up 23 and a half cents at 13.70 and a half. March Chicago wheat up five cents at 6.59. March Kansas City wheat up four and a quarter at 6.13 and a half. March spring wheat up five cents at 6.12 and a quarter. Remember today at uh, 12 noon central time, I will be streaming live uh, with my friend Ken Morrison. We are going to have a discussion about large spec speculators in the grain markets. Uh, Fund traders were estimated to be net long uh, a record amount of corn, soybeans, and wheat combined at yesterday's close. And I think that this is a big influence on the market. Uh, We're going to get into some more specifics. Uh, Why is this happening? Um, Is this a big driver of prices? This should be a uh, very good conversation today. And uh, that recording, of course, will be available on YouTube, on Facebook, and on all of the podcast apps uh, shortly after it's uh, taped here. And remember, as always, if you need some help from me, go to standardgrain.com. Click on Grain Marketing Plan here in the upper right-hand corner. You can sign up for my subscription service. It's $49 a month. Um, I will send you my morning email, which goes out every day at 6.30 Central Time. I will also send you my text message service. So if you need some help from me, uh, sign up for that deal. It's built to your credit card automatically. You can cancel it at any time. Uh, No other fee, no other obligation, uh, nothing along those lines. We had this uh, runoff race in Georgia last night, and and the results are not all in, but it looks as if uh, Democrats may win control of the Senate. Um, In the one race, the the Warnock-Leffler race, looks like Warnock has been declared the winner there. In the the other race, it looks like the Democrat is is leading early this morning. The race hasn't been called, but but it looks like there's a a fairly good chance that uh, the Democrats will will now have have a 50-50 Senate, which means the vice president has the tie-breaking vote. So the, the Democrats will essentially have control of the Senate as well as the House and the White House. Um, Perhaps on that same note, maybe not, the U.S. dollar trades fresh two-year lows this morning. The greenback is approaching some some key technical support near those 2018 lows. And there are some traders who believe that, you know, the Democrats having control of the White House, um, the Senate and the House opens the door to more stimulus down the road, a factor that is perhaps a negative for the dollar and maybe still a positive for commodity markets. So the reason that I, that I let off with this uh, runoff in Georgia, I mean, it's a big story nationally, but it, it could even have some some consequences in a roundabout way for uh, commodity markets if there's additional stimulus, if this, this trust in the U.S. dollar continues to be reduced, um, that sort of stuff. So it, it is an issue in, in regard to our commodity markets, I believe. Argentina uh, has a lot going on. Farmers in Argentina will hold a 72-hour strike in protest of the government's decision to temporarily suspend corn exports. Grain exporters have been on strike for 28 days. That's a factor that has stalled activity at some ports. Uh, They will have near-normal rainfall for a lot of Argentina during the next two weeks. Um, We're going to see some updated crop estimates from a bunch of private groups and also from USDA in their report uh, on Tuesday next week. EIA will release weekly ethanol data later this morning. We're again looking for a decline in ethanol production. Traders expecting a weekly number near 927,000 barrels per day. That would be down from 934 last week. Another build in ethanol stocks is expected. Ethanol uh, production margins across the Corn Belt, both spot margins and forward margins, are some of the worst that we've seen barring that, that period over the spring. 
we may see more uh, plant shutdowns or or plants go idle in the coming weeks. I mentioned that facility at Cedar Rapids yesterday. Soybean crush margins softened yesterday. Uh, board crush margins for March and July in particular, or for May and July in particular, rather, uh, fell sharply yesterday. The bean market, I mean, for a long time now, has been trying to find a price that curbs demand, and it's been largely unsuccessful. The weaker crush margins uh, could reduce demand for beans uh, via domestic processors or crushers, and that's typically half your demand base for beans. So uh, we could be uh, starting to, to to change this thing a little bit in in terms of like profitability for the uh, the process here in the U.S. and exports of of course sales at least uh, have dropped off uh, sharply from where they peaked and that's totally expected it's seasonal it's not a surprise the corn market traded above five dollars in the spot month March corn uh, March contract for the first time since 2014 it's the first time since 2014 any spot month corn contract has traded above five dollars March futures traded 502 and three quarters at one point overnight uh, large money managers again continue to pour cash into these markets um, uh, 359,000 contracts in corn was the estimated fund long, uh, net fund long at yesterday's close. I have major concerns about ethanol. It looks like a disaster waiting to happen or a disaster in progress, really. I mean, you never know it by looking at corn prices that the largest segment of your demand base is in big trouble. Traders, I, I think, are expecting kind of a friendly report from USDA next week. I'm not sure if, if people are looking for a smaller 2020 crop, which, you know, you usually don't see. By, by January, that you usually got it figured out, but you've also got a grain stocks report and, and the market, of course, I mean, not just flat price, but also the spreads. The, the market is acting like we've got a much tighter situation than what the government is telling us on paper. So uh, if USDA has missed the mark here again, I suppose that would not be a surprise. Soybean market, uh, very, very strong. Uh, daily trading ranges are increasing. Daily gains uh, are increasing. Um, so we've got a little bit of a bump in volatility. Some people might tell you that that's uh, a sign that we could be getting kind of toppy here. Others may tell you that the rally is just getting started, that we're just going to see bigger ranges. Uh, wheat futures act well. I think a lot of this has to do with just money coming into the markets. The, the row crop markets are very, very strong. I put a chart of uh, global wheat ending stocks and stocks to use ratios um, in my uh, newsletter this morning, and it's it's really not very friendly looking at all. But uh, you can't over again. I can't overstate the influence of of large money managers and, and big institutional money in these markets. Cattle futures had a real nice day yesterday. They were up uh, almost three dollars on the close in, in that spot month February, and uh, also the April live cattle contract. Uh, some more muted gains in the back months. Feeder cattle had a nice day ahead of the cash open. The Dow Jones is up sixty four points. Uh, the S&P is down about nine. The bonds are down sharply, more than a full handle. U.S. dollar, again, uh, is lower and traded some fresh two-year lows overnight. The uh, crude oil is down 11 cents, 49.82 in the February WTI. It was above 50 bucks overnight. Precious metals a little bit lower. Uh, remember, if you'd like some more information, go to my website. Check out that subscription service. Everyone have a wonderful day today. Remember, live stream at 12 Central. Uh, we'll talk to you then.